Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, coming up at 10.30, we've got the mayor of Faustin. Uh, and I know, Jordana, you've been dying to talk to the mayor of Faustin. Love it up there. Well, Or is the, it down? Uh, the reason we'll talk to the mayor of Faustin is because they want he wants to take their hospital back because... Faustin's Hospital will says no longer deliver babies because they don't have the staffing. And the mayor's like, uh-uh. This is a real problem. It's a problem in a lot it's of a places in problem. Minnesota. And it's going to be interesting to see what, what the city can do about what, that. It, what kind of power do they right? have? You know, can they run it? Uh, can the city run it? Can right. they mandate that? I mean, if they don't have the staff for an OB staff, what do you do? So I am, I'm yep. so glad he's coming on. David, great get. And we're really looking forward to hearing about small town health care and, and its perils. It's up north, by the way. You know, just shy of Thief, Thief River See? Falls, which I'm right. sure you're familiar Love with. Love it up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love it up there. I just wanted to wait for one of you to say it. <laughs> Love it out there. Fraud. I pride myself. I always identify towns by another town they're with because you think of the high school, you know, like mm-hmm. Butterfield Odin. Yeah. Yeah. But is Faustin connected to some other school? We'll find out. I don't know. Well, ask the mayor, I guess. Yeah. What's that one in Spicer? Is it Spicer? New, New London. London. New London, yeah. London Spicer. New, New London Spicer. Yep. Yes. Where, where's that, Jor? I, I don't know. Norwood <laughs> Young America. Yes. That was always one yes. that got me. I'm like, okay, that's two. But I guess Minneapolis-St. Paul, right? It's Minnesota. We're ripe yeah. for the twins. All right, we digress. Gwen Stefani, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Alanis Morissette will be among the headliners of the first annual Minnesota Yacht Club Festival. The festival operated by the group behind Lollapalooza released a lineup yesterday for the two-day event that will be held at Harriet Island Regional Park this summer. It will also feature more than 20 local bands, including Hippocampus, Dury, and Gully Boys. Adam, are you interested in attending this new Minnesota Yacht Club I will. Festival? First of all, uh, bravo. Look, uh, we need outdoor music festivals. We need a good one here. I'm all about totally outdoor agree. music festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of this one, I'm still trying to figure out the Minnesota Yacht Club name, but whatever, whatever. It's called Minnesota Yacht Club. Not yeah. So, yeah. That's it's not straight. Not I, you know, great. because it's down by the river. and I know, but still, we don't have yachts. Like, what? Are they playing Yacht Rot? Not really. I mean, what do you define as a yacht? A like super a smaller, nice, fancy boat. Well, they have smaller yachts really? that are down on the river. Sure, but, but anyway, I saw the lineup, and you know, for a guy my age, that's right in the wheelhouse. When you're talking Red Hot Chili Peppers right. and Alanis, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some good acts there, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'd be going. I'm gonna go check that out. It's been a while since I've been down in Harriet Island. It's a good spot. Yes, it's a really good spot. Yeah. And my youngest loves to go to music festivals. Yeah. This is her space, her happy place, loves it. So this one's close. Those yeah. are artists I can get on board with. I would absolutely ac- accompany her. She wouldn't want me, but I would absolutely go see that together. Would she want? Bring she it. would not want you to go with her. I'm a cool mom. Is what I keep trying to tell my kids over and over again when they tell me, "Mom, but there's don't a come. limit for cool moms. I mean, the cool mom can't go everywhere. Uh, no, be, but it's a big enough festival where she can go somewhere and then I can go somewhere else, yeah. and she won't see me. You know, I don't want to 
Would wanna... you be the cool mom to like go to like let's say uh, go to like Marley, go to go to Madison and party with Marley? Yeah, I'm not so good at that. I'm usually in bed by like nine, and maybe the other moms are partying. I will try to pull off the okay. We'll meet at a bar. Mm-hmm. Well, I try to pull it off, but I'm definitely in the bed by. 10. I had a buddy of mine in college. His dad used to come down every once in a while and party with us. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of weird. It was weird, right? Weird, yeah, I can't do it. And it was... as much as they say it's fun, they think it's fun because they see the mom and dad. Like you're a straight laced, what they think is, you know, mom and dad in a bar. And it's like, oh, it's weird. But then they want you to go home. Yes. So I'm always like, all right, right. I'm out. They I don't know. really want you there. You need to be watching the late show in the bed. Yeah. yeah. A story here. I know you're following closely, Jordana. This year's Minnesota snowplow names are out. Yes. The eight names were selected from a group of finalists to represent the eight districts of the state. Among the winning names this year, Taylor Drift, Clark W. Blizzwald, <laughs> D- <laughs> Dolly Plowton and the Fast okay. and the Flurious. These are oh, getting... also Barbie's Dream Plow. How about that? Jordana, what do you think about this year's fantastic list of snowplow names? You forgot my favorite, Beyonce. Beyonce. That's <laughs> yeah, the only that's good so one. Clever. Beyonce. The rest of them are, honestly, the yeah, rest Taylor of them are Drift. lame. Yeah. No, but it's... We're, getting, we're getting a little jumping the shark here. And wait a minute. They, they, they do this every year. So yes, they rename yes. them. Okay. You know what? I know how Chad feels about this. Adam, you might feel the same way. It's good fun. It's good, clean Minnesota fun. And people are very creative. So you know what? No, they're not very creative. Beyond these, la- these names That's are lame. Weird. That's the only good one. Oh, all right. Give me a better one now. Come on. Chasing Deslusha. <laughs> We w- right, that is a good one. Yeah, he's yeah. been pushing for Did it for about it every yet? three years. No, oh, he hasn't won it yet. They, they're ignoring him now on purpose. We need Chase into Slusha. He'll probably buy his own, like he did with he, the. He Bill will. Bills. Yeah. Okay. So we need to think of one for our show now. That's All right. a good one. Text six five one four six one nine two two six. Uh, what would our snowplow be named? I got all right. I got to think. We'll about take that, all so. funny. Uh, I'm gonna ask ChatGPT. Fault, mm-hmm. funny, insulting, whatever. Adam, one of the topics we covered yesterday, you were up north still, but uh, Vanita and Jordana talked about how yesterday was National Plan for Vacation Day. <laughs> In my book, the best day to plan for a vacation is the day you get back from your last yeah, vacation. Or any which day that be, ends in a Y. Or any day, yes, that's true. Uh, did you do the show together yesterday? David and I? Of course Oh, you did. and Vanita. Oh, no. Oh. No, they did not cross well, they do a little crosstalk oh, at right. 8.50. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah okay. that's what we do. Yeah, welcome back, Adam. Me. I know it's your birthday. You're but, cheating you know. on me with another host. Uh, uh, no, never. So day one back from vacation, you got your next one in the works yet? Uh, yes, I do know. Uh, I've actually got a couple in the works, including one that I'll be recording for, uh, if you care to join me later oh. this year, on a trip to Iceland. Hmm? I, I maybe, might. Maybe going to Iceland with the yeah, great folks cold. at Colette. Volcano-free guarantee? Uh, well, we'll probably see, be volcano-adjacent. Okay. Uh, safely away from lava. But no, yes, I've got... And I'm also going on to Twins uh, Spring Training in March. Part of holiday vacations. Boy, you have some fun trips planned. And I got another Vegas... Uh, Trip and store for me. So this is the last show to we're going to be doing fish. together for the rest of the year? Probably. We'll get a week together again. You've got four vacations, too, there over there, lady. I do. I feel like this is my revenge travel post-COVID year because nobody traveled in COVID and then I couldn't the next year. But um, I feel like this is my get out and see it all because Marley's away, so we're going to go to Europe and visit her, thank God. And uh, Yeah, we do have a couple of trips planned, so I'm excited. 
The demolition of several buildings at Bloomington's Southtown Shopping Center is underway. The former Toys R Us building along with the former Herbergers building are being torn down to make space for future (laughs) development. Now, Jordana, those last words, new development, are the ones that stuck out to me. Are you surprised that they're reinvesting in new development at Southtown Mall, which, by the way, is less than three miles from Mall of America? Okay, so it's more retail space? Yes. Is that what they're planning to do? Um, No, no. I'm not surprised because there are some people who don't like – the locals who don't like to go to Mall of America Mm -hmm. as their mall. It might be too overwhelming and they need retail space. And also, as I love – I love Mall of America. I like going there. So do I. I I dig it. Um, I think it's fun and I'm fine at being a local there. But – there are other stores maybe at this Southtown Mall. I mean that's still a community. Yeah. That's a community who doesn't probably get revenue from Mall of America and they still need to create retail and shopping and right. food or you know restaurant spaces that are for their local community that shoppers from Mall of America are not flying in to go and see. Right. And they're so, like Egan has that outlet mall in yes, Egan. That's like great Egan outlet mall. Two miles from Love the Mall it. of America. Love it. And, mm-hmm. so, and totally different shopping experiences. I like those outlets. Huh. Mm-hmm. A couple of ideas for the uh, WCCO snowplow, WCC snow, the good blader. Oh, I like it. Uh, how about Adam, uh, a, a snowplow specifically for Adam, plowed again. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, that to, was specifically for you and yes. not for me. Appreciate I'm not plowed that. right now, but um, I will be plowed again. Someone wanted Mauer plower. That's cute. Mauer plower. So, yeah. guys, I asked Google Bard. That's my preferred AI now, not necessarily ChatGPT. I asked Google Bard, name a snowplow after the Adam and Jordana radio show. It came up with very specific names based on our show. Oh, my gosh. I will share them with you next. Google Bard is getting smarter. I put in to Google Bard, name a snowplow after the Adam and Jordana radio show. Okay. Yeah. It responds back to me. Choosing the perfect name for a snowplow inspired by the Adam and Jordana radio show can be tricky. Needs to capture the essence of their dynamic while fitting the slow and steady nature of a plow. Here are a few different vibes. Okay. I'm glad that it was the plow that was slow and steady instead of me. The Dear Jordana Digger. Oh, you got to be kidding me. A playful nod to their Dear Jordana segment where listeners call in for advice. This is, this is Google Bard. So it knew that we do that segment. Well, of course they do. I mean, come on. It's taking the nation by storm. Don't be surprised. Wait for it. Here's the next one. The Winging It Wagon. Oh, my gosh. A reference to Adam's segment sharing practical tips and life hacks. (laughs) I I don't know that that's what the segment is. I don't think that is. I don't know about this. Here's another one. The Big Green Plow. A lighthearted take on Jordana's last name and her environmental advocacy. When did I become an environmental advocate? You hate the environment. Uh, this is this is a reflective. That was a humorous vibe. This is a reflective vibe. The morning mix master, reflecting their diverse range of topics. The bridge builder, their ability to see different perspectives. The common ground cultivator, symbolizing their efforts to find common ground. This is crap. You sound like political slogans. I know this is. Crap. I'm the common ground cultivator. Vote for me in November. These are bold ones. The truth trench maker. <laughs> emphasizing their focus on uncovering truth and challenging assumptions. The perspective plower, highlighting their roles in different perspectives. Oh, my gosh. I, 
I'm surprised. These are getting more generic now. They're getting more generic. So that was Google Bard. So then I asked ChatGPT because I have an account for both. Certainly, they say, naming a plow after the Adam and Jordana show could be fun and a creative endeavor. Here are some suggestions. The Frosty Duo Plower. Are we frosty? Oh, maybe because the snow is frosty. snow, right. And we're a duo. Well, some days, yeah. one of us are... These aren't as good. Which, I've known to be frosty every which, once in a while. Yeah, that's true. Which speaks to the fact that I don't think ChatGPT is as good as Google Bard. Um, the Winter Wit Plow. Yeah, oh, there's the no wit here. I don't like there's that. no wit yeah. here. The Adam and Jordana Snow Slicer. Not very creative. No, these are pretty Frozen generic. Banter Plowmaster. Plowmaster. Frozen Banter Plowmaster. I don't like any of these. No. The Ice Talk Snow Wrangler. No, the Sub-Zero Banter Blade. No, these are terrible. So ChatGPT, eh, you're terrible. Go over the other ones again, though. I'm amazed at that. The first one yeah. was the Dear Jordana Digger. And the second one was a wi- the Wing in It Wagon. The Wing in It Wagon. That's I pretty still, good. I think I like the Big Green Plow. The Big Green Plow. I mean, then, of course, you're not involved, but the Big Green Plow. We might run into trouble. Isn't there a uh, like a, a big green egg? Isn't that a like a smoker slash Ooh, yes. a cooker? It is. It's like a grill. You, yeah, the, you might, the, run the into, might run into a Absolutely. copyright infringement there. Well, I'm just shocked at Google Bard's knowledge. It came up in three seconds. I, and all I prompted it was, was, you know, name a snowplow after the Adam and Jordana radio show. Amazing. AI is now dead to me, someone says. <laughs> Snowplow names a blatant waste of taxpayers' money. Are we spending money on doing this? I don't think it costs any money. It's just like a fake name for a year, right? Do we? Why yeah. do we? Do we wrap the snowplow? I don't think in the we name? do. I think it's just I don't a, think so. no. Ah, uh, stop being a baham. Yeah, we waste taxpayer money on plenty of stuff. Lots I don't of think stuff. the uh, the snowplow is wasting any taxpayer money. Um, that's amazing to me. What that it came up with all of Those that specifically? Uh, yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, ChatGPT. Well, not ChatGPT. Google Bard. It's really becoming a very useful tool, and we have to start learning how to use it for good <coughs> and, and not for bad. Scary. Uh, the chief of Faustin, Mayor Jim Offerdahl, is going to be joining us. He is trying to save their town's hospital. Mayor. The, uh, the mayor. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? Chief. I'm so sorry. Yeah, the that's mayor. Right. mayor. Mayor, I apologize. Um, he's going to be joining us because the local hospital has said it's going to stop delivering babies. That's a problem. Yes. Yeah, the babies are coming, by the right. way. And, and it's not only in Faustin, by the way. It's happening all over. And, mm-hmm. again, this is more of the issue that we go back and forth on. We talked about it last week about the lack of people to fill jobs. And yes. that includes doctors and nurses. And it's not just in certain jobs. It's all over the place. And how do we solve that? But how does the city take back a hospital? Does the city really have the resources to be able to run it if Essentia, who owns the hospital, which owns the hospital, excuse me, um, you know, can't run it anymore? So we got lots of questions. So the mayor will be joining us next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The hospital there in Faustin says it's not going to be able to deliver babies anymore. And the mayor of Faustin says, uh, wait a minute, that's a problem. And we're going to take 
over the hospital if that's the case. So it how do they, they how do they mm-hmm. do that? Joining us right now is Jim Offerdahl, who is the mayor of Faustin, Minnesota, up there in northern Minnesota. Mayor, thank you so much for the time. So how does the how does that happen? How does a city take control of a hospital? Well, good morning, Adam. Good morning, Jordana. Uh, thank you for having me on. Well, the city actually uh, uh, retains the uh, hospital in that the 501c3 that was uh, uh, formed by the city in 1993. Previously, it was uh, a municipal hospital, but in 1993, the city formed a 501c3 first care medical services to operate and own the hospital. And uh, that 501c3 continues to own the hospital and uh, also holds the license for the hospital with the state of Minnesota. So uh, what, what actually happened was in 2009, an affiliation agreement was reached after about 18 months of negotiations with Essentia Health uh, to have Essentia operate the hospital. And that's what they're doing to this day. And there is a uh, very unique agreement that, uh, in fact, executives at Essentia, we don't think, realize they, well, we know they didn't know they had that agreement in about 2022 when they decided they were going to no longer uh, offer delivery services, babies to be delivered at the Faustin Hospital. Uh, That agreement uh, spells out, uh, in particular, a core service defined as primary hospital OB services. And the only primary hospital OB service uh, is delivering babies. So that agreement uh, was a promise by Essentia to do that. And uh, uh, they have uh, breached that agreement. And the agreement spells out a dispute resolution process, which we've worked our way through the first couple of stages, which was informal meetings, including a public hearing in front of the city council that Essentia executives participated in. And uh, that was held in Faustin in September. I would direct anyone that's interested in uh, seeing that to go to the City of Faustin YouTube page. You'll find the entire hearing along with expert excerpts of the testimony given uh, at that. Then we had a mediation in October uh, that ended in an impasse. The next step is arbitration, which the panel has uh, been selected. Selected uh, scheduling will be done next week. Arbitration will occur likely in the next uh, couple of months after discovery and depositions. And the arbitration panel will make a uh, d- be asked to make a decision on whether to allow uh, or excuse Essentia from their uh, uh, requirement in the contract. And so. Uh, if they're excused, which we're going to argue that they shouldn't be, but if they are excused, the agreement has a remedy for the city, and that remedy is termination of the agreement. In fact, our city council has already resolved to terminate the agreement, should that be the outcome. And uh, uh, so we expect... Then what happens, Mayor, then then what happens if you terminate the agreement, then you're open to another health... A uh, healthcare company taking over the hospital, or how would that work? Well, what, what that will mean is simply local governance and operation. And so, First Care Medical Services operated the hospital uh, them, uh, as a profitable organization. It was not 
a situation where the hospital was losing money and needed a white knight. Nothing like that occurred. Uh, so, so first care medical services would 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 uh, regain operation of the hospital. Employees would uh, uh, all that wanted to stay, which we believe is everyone, uh, would be welcomed. And uh, first care medical services would become the operator of the hospital again. And first care and, medical uh, services is city run. Uh, it is city formed as a 501c3. Okay. Uh, so you know, it is what was the Boston Municipal Hospital prior to it becoming a 501c3, uh, but uh, it, it, it's, it, and it still exists. Mayor, let me ask you this. Five- let me just yeah. jump in here. If Essentia says it has to stop baby deliveries because of a lack of doctors and nurses with training and experience in OB, how is First Care Medical going to fill that gap and fill that need? Well, the first thing we have to ask is, is that true? And the answer is no. Uh, they already have staff there that was delivering babies. And uh, let me just say, if we were hearing from staff that, no, this isn't safe and sustainable and we shouldn't be doing this, we wouldn't be where we are. But uh, th- th- there, was, there, there still exists the two doctors that delivered babies from 2019 until 2022 uh, that that uh, are still on staff, and uh, there was three doctors before that, and uh, we uh, essentially did not make a good faith effort to continue to fill positions because we believe that they have always intended to no longer deliver babies in Foston. Let me just say, Foston and and the Foston Hospital is quite capable. We've done a lot of research. Uh, we've brought in some experts, and we know very well that it is safe and sustainable to have a delivery program at the Faustin Hospital, and it will return to that. We're talking to uh, Faustin Mayor Jim Offerdahl, who is talking about the uh, the Essentia Health uh, Hospital there, no longer delivering babies. Have they stopped? So right now, if there's somebody in need of delivering a baby in Faustin, a mother, uh, where do they go? Well, yes, they, they, they actually uh, ceased delivering babies in June of 22. And uh, they they violated the terms of their agreement with the city by not notifying us 120 days in advance. Coincidentally, that same 120 days notice was required to be given to the Minnesota Department of Health. They failed to do that. They were forced to hold a retroactive hearing that occurred last night online and in City Hall to uh, make up for their lack of that notice a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. But no, they have not been delivering babies, and they've been being diverted 75 miles to Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, along a uh, two-lane county road for the first 15 miles and another 60 miles of two-lane state highway that uh, is uh, is not a good thing when a mom needs to get delivered. So that... uh, uh, that's what's happening right now. Uh, We're speaking with uh, City of Faustin Mayor Jim Offerdahl. Uh, Mayor, what makes you say that Essentia is lying, that they really can do these deliveries and they're telling you they can't? Well, uh, because we've done our research and we know how many other community hospitals that are uh, running successful uh, OB delivery programs like Foston was doing before Accenture shut it down, uh, first and foremost. We know that. We know that the, the, the high bar that they have set and that they have uh, told us in the hearing in September, told us privately before that, 
is way above and beyond what the industry standards are. Uh, so uh, we're, we're extremely confident that uh, Foston uh, and uh, uh, the community can support a viable OB program and needs to because of the geographic uh, uh, desert that, that the area would be in without Boston doing that. There, the, the, there's a number of hospitals in Minnesota, though, that are sir, in the same situation that the one in Boston is in, in which companies are stopping, these healthcare companies are stopping deliveries of babies in these smaller hospitals I guess, why is your situation different than those other cases where they seemingly have the same problem? Well, the difference is the agreement that we have that we can hold essential to. So we have the legal right if they discontinue a core service that's defined in that agreement, which there are others, and there are others that we also believe they're in violation of. But like this what? Is the one that's come- what else? What else? Are they, have, they, have they stopped doing other services? Well, that are spelled out as core services, uh, they have not fulfilled uh, the number of doctors that the agreement requires to be in place. But we haven't placed the other items in dispute. It's just the OB program that's in dispute now uh, with Essentia. But, uh, yeah. Mayor, is this just a money grab? Is Essentia just trying to eliminate this and make more money on the bottom line? Is, is, that, is it about money? That's what we believe, yes, uh, and, and uh, that, that is exactly what we believe. We understand that uh, the Detroit Lakes Hospital, without the diverted deliveries from Foston, has too many on staff, uh, for one example. But it's, it's about money, and it's about the state of corporate health care in the United States these days. Uh, but Foston, again, is in a unique position, and why, why different than other communities? Well, the other communities probably had a hospital that uh, was not doing well financially and entered into agreements that gave them no control, no mm. local governance. So they have no say in it. We have that say. Uh, so that that's part of the difference. But the programs that are being discontinued, I think if you investigate, you'd find that the staff is telling the public that the program is at an unsafe level and, and in numbers that are significantly less, less than Foston has historically delivered. Uh, so you'll find that out if you investigate those that have shut down or are shutting down. Uh, and uh, uh, if especially the local board shut it down, corporate shutdowns are a different story. And I think you just alluded to reasoning behind that. But uh, there are some community hospitals where the doctors said, you know, we're just not doing enough here for it to be safe. And then that's one story. But Boston's not in that position. We had a sustained uh, uh, program for for forever and uh, we're doing numbers sufficient for the two doctors that were performing deliveries and uh, the equipment to keep them proficient uh, uh, mannequins for uh, training when when deliveries are uh, you know lower uh, uh, Foston has a state-of-the-art facility two full-blown state-of-the-art surgical centers on uh, birthing rooms and all of the uh, uh, necessary uh, equipment to do uh, safe uh, deliveries in Boston. Mayor, uh, you're a town of about uh, 1,400 people. Uh, Essentia uh, is a company that uh, revenues roughly shy of $3 billion a year. I would assume that they probably have a higher budget, uh, legal budget, <laughs> than your city does. Why are you confident that you can, uh, for lack of a better term, beat the man in this case? Well, because the agreement says we can. Uh, 
It's that simple. Um, it just uh, the remedy is termination if they don't fulfill the agreement. And so uh, it isn't real complicated or costly for the city to uh, do this. Boston is in a good financial position. We have millions of dollars in cash reserves from uh, our operating entities that we own uh, uh, that uh, are for the benefit of the community, and and we use those funds for uh, offsetting levies, uh, but we're in a good financial position. But honestly, the legal expenses so far have been relatively minimal. And uh, 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 it's just that we uh, have to go through the process of working through the terms of the agreement. But at the end of the agreement, we just simply get to terminate. In other words, they don't want to deliver babies anymore. They promised us they would do that in this agreement. They have broken that promise. They did not pay Faustin any money to take over operation. They simply were handed the keys. Uh, allowed to take over and run it so long as they meet the promises in the agreement and they have broken that promise. So the remedy in the agreement is then if they don't want to deliver babies in Boston, we get to terminate the agreement and, and do it as uh, in whatever safe manner we, we deem fit. And so that is the intention of the city and the community. The community is uh, uh, 100% behind what we're doing. Again, staff is not telling us we shouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't be here if staff was saying this can't be done. It's time to quit. We wouldn't even be talking, but that's not the case. Well, Mayor, we hope you win. And great job on A, for Frosten being in a good financial position and having the wherewithal to put that in the contract. Mm-hmm. That if Essentia, and yeah. I think that's a cautionary tale and great advice to other small towns. If you yes, uh, want to take over a hospital or some health care, you have to perform all of the duties that are necessary or else you don't get to run it. And and good for you for fighting this fight uh, to protect the people of Frosten and the services. So we can't wait to hear what happens. Hopefully you will be victorious And uh, hopefully we'll check back in with you, sir. I I think the victory is given and uh, it will come with just a little more time and we'll be glad to keep you uh, updated and posted on uh, things as it progresses. So stay in touch Mm -hmm. and thank you for your to the matter. Uh, It goes beyond just OB now in Boston. It goes uh, really to, to, as you said, it speaks to other communities. And if we don't do it, no one can. Mayor, thank you so much for the time today. You're welcome, Adam, uh, Jordana. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Jim Offerdahl, mayor of Faustin. Uh, I kind of want to move to Faustin. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> have got it together up there. I love that. Unless you want to have a baby. Ten forty-eight. Let's let's re- let's react <laughs> to that because I guess somebody has to take the side of big medicine, and I guess I'll I'll do that Stop next. Ten fifty-three. That is your Lindis Construction time check. Time to request a, request a complimentary heat map analysis to see if your home is as energy efficient as it should be. I, I'm i not going to come out and just full, give full-throated support to Essentia Health here. But, I mean, if all these healthcare companies say we can't staff these small town hospitals safely, uh, we there's a reason they're doing it. I, I, I think it's too simplistic to say they're just greedy and don't want to make really me. did you not listen to my story that i had coverage for I my did, but, health insurance and they wanted to charge but me this an extra is like an essential dollars? services to provide they don't think it's essential they think somebody can plan a birth or be in labor or have to have it in the emergency room no they don't think that it's essential
They don't. They diminish women's health care and they don't care about it. No, I absolutely think this is a perfect example of big medicine or big insurance or whatever you call it is big hospital, uh, try, big health care, trying to get out of paying, especially when they had a contract. It says in black and white, right. we will deliver babies for this organization. You're telling me, like, had they gone to the city and said, look, we're really having this trouble and that trouble. No, they just violated the contract. This is 100% them trying to make more money and take advantage of the people of Foster. See, I know. I, 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 I guess breaking a contract is bad. And hospitals in this country should provide the, the services for delivering babies. I just don't think it is as is, is simple as just we're just too greedy and we just want to make more money. I actually think there's a I, – I think healthcare, just like a lot of other areas that we talk about now almost every day, mm-hmm. find it tough to find people to do do these jobs. And somebody texted in on the text line. People are chiming in, 651 mm-hmm. Something about malpractice insurance, that some yeah. of these smaller hospitals and these doctors, let's say if they're traveling doctors, too, face an increased chance of malpractice well, this texture says, I know several GPs. That's a general practitioner, general practitioner that has stopped delivering babies due to the incredible cost of their malpractice insurance, especially in yeah. small towns. Babies have not been delivered in St. Peter since 2005. I get that. But that's exactly what the Foss, Jim Overdahl, the Boston mayor, is, is saying. They don't have to be GPs. We need people on staff who are OBGYNs and have the proper insurance and the proper training to do that. He doesn't want to leave it just to the GPs. Mm -hmm. So that's his whole point. And I think we would be naive if we thought Essentia wasn't doing it just to make more money. That's what healthcare and insurance and even hospitals do. They are businesses Mm -hmm. and they make money. And they barely broke even last year. According to them. According to them. You know, what are their, again, a lot, a lot of people are making a lot well, of money. that's public information. Their finances of the company. They barely broke even. Then they're being mismanaged and they, they need to get their multi-million dollar CEO a different job and get somebody who can manage the business of running a business, which is what a hospital is. But you also have a duty to serve the community. Mm-hmm. And Essentia also shouldn't be fighting this. If they can't provide what they said, they should come to the town and say, you know what, guys, yeah. we're not competent enough to, to manage this where we can have staff of OBs. So you know what? We, uncle, we, we release it. We, we give it back to you guys because we're not smart enough to figure it out. Give it to another hospital system that can figure it out and serve the community. You just said that these medical um, companies have a duty to the, the community, community. Mm-hmm. which that's a great thought. But at the end of the day, they're businesses right. and they have duties to their stockholders, too. Which is and, why they're trying to screw the and, people of Foston. And that's the it's evidence of our broken system, because if you're yes. in charge of the finances of one of these health organizations, your main role is to make money and not to serve the community. Well, maybe we need to bring in uh, more people from outstate to come here and work. I think so. That's what uh, the tourism department is now in charge of. Mm -hmm. We'll find out more about that next. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.